Welcome to MCSO Behind the Badge, an inside look at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office in Rochester, New York, under the leadership of Sheriff Todd Baxter. We're going to talk about what drives us, our leadership culture, our police work, and share some stories of the great deputies and civilian staff that work with us. We're going to talk with interesting guests, and we're going to invite you to engage in the conversation or just sit back, relax, and listen in. Now let's get in pursuit of today's show. Well, thank you. Great to have you all back to the uh, next episode of our podcast called Behind the Badge here at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office in Rochester, New York. Uh, today, I have my co-host, Commander Jansen McNair from the Staff Services Bureau. Jansen, how are you? I'm doing well, sir. Good, Good afternoon. Good to see you. You as well. well we've probably seen this five minutes ago in a staff meeting, right? But we'll pretend <laughs> exactly. we just ran across each other today. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, it's good. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> nothing going on, nothing to talk about in our world. But uh, today we're here to talk about the MCSO Recruitment Unit, which falls under staff services, and uh, talk about how we're trying to diversify the organization, how we recruit people in, in an organization that uh, has almost 1,200 employees, and we recruit civilian and sworn and, and all our different bureaus. So it's going to be exciting to share what you guys have been doing. You've really been challenged in the Staff Services Bureau to do that for us. So uh it's good to good to be able to share so why don't we uh, introduce our two guests uh, from the recruitment unit you want to take that chance or absolutely so i'm excited uh you know as a commander of staff services i get the opportunity to work with these uh the fine folks and uh and they and they drive recruitment you know every day so uh it, it's a little self-serving for me because i have some questions about what's going on in recruitment <laughs> so i you know and i'm going to put them on the spot today to you know kind of find out what it's we're a quiz, doing huh? it is like a quiz this, yeah, right. yeah. They, they don't even know the questions i'm going to ask them so you know they couldn't even prepare uh, so but uh it's great to have uh deputy uh jessica rogers with us here today she's uh, been with you know in the recruitment unit since i've come up to be the commander for you know a couple of years i think she's been there a little longer so she's uh one of the driving forces along with uh deputy todd kenny who uh who as well uh, it works in recruitment and, and does a lot of things with our uh you know physical fitness program as well so i want to welcome them to uh you know to the podcast today hey guys thanks Good for afternoon. thanks for joining us Thanks for having us. Yeah. Jessica, you're enjoying this, aren't you? I am. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's all. Just that's thanks all. for having that's us. <laughs> Never seen her that quiet. <laughs> Put a microphone in front of her. Watch this. You thought that was short. Thanks for being here today, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs. Thanks for having me. And that concludes today's episode of Behind the Badge. Thanks for coming. <laughs> so, Jess, uh, Road Bureau and uh, Road Patrol, and tell us a little bit about your career before we get into recruitment. Yeah, so I've been uh, with the Sheriff's Office now for 20 years. I started uh, part-time in 2000. And then I moved to the jail bureau for two years, and then I got hired onto the road patrol um, in 2004. That's awesome. Where have, where have you worked on road? I worked A zone nights most of my career, and then I went to days in A zone, and then here in recruitment. Great, Todd. First yes. Of all, first of all, great first name. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. You as well, sir. Thank you. Why are you looking at the paper? <laughs> you know what your career has been. He's like. A- <laughs> You know what I put there. Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, I've been with the jail bureau for 17 years. <laughs> yep. um, actually, uh, the commander here was my primary FTL. Oh, really? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I keep bringing them along with me. Wherever I go, I take <laughs> them with me. Yeah. I keep the good ones. Bad penny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I worked 3rd uh, Platoon MCJ, 2nd Platoon MCJ, um, mostly in booking where, where the commander trained me. Uh, I've also worked prisoner transport. Uh, where the commander was my corporal for a little <laughs> I bit, told so you. Oh, wow. he does bring me uh, everywhere he goes. 
That's good. Hey, what the, people have no idea what the heck you're talking about if they're not in, in policing, let alone in corrections, transport. So what, what's a, a, a jail deputy doing transport, just to share with the folks? Prisoner transport uh, primarily on a day-to-day basis is escorting uh, inmates to and from court, uh, hospital visits and whatnot. But they also do extraditions and uh, state prison trips when somebody's local, uh, when someone is sentenced mm-hmm. to state time. You're no longer in the custody of the sheriff. You're now in the custody of the state. So we'll do state trips to uh, reception hubs for state prisons. That's awesome. Why don't you tell them about all the out-of-state trips that you went on when oh, you really? worked for me in prisoner transport? Well, we can't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Only overnighters. Oh, well, exactly. That was one of the rules when, when we were there. I'd be like, Todd, I need you to go on a weekend trip. Ah, no, I can't <laughs> no. go on a weekend. Only overnighters. But, uh, really? Yeah, I don't know. We're going to pay them to go way over, over exactly. the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, don't threaten me with a good time. but. <laughs> <laughs> taxpayers expense but yeah. no, i'm not going to take advantage no. of that. so no. that's why he's a good guy yeah that's he awesome. was trying to save us money we appreciate we, that uh we we want to talk about recruitment and uh you know recruiting in law enforcement is very difficult right now right the the stigma of a police officer or law enforcement uh the numbers have been dwindling for years and then you take an organization like the sheriff's office that uh, has been trying to diversify for years uh in their recruitment and also in their hiring which are two different things we want to hit on that today uh you know, I really challenged when I became sheriff, uh, the Staff Services Bureau, and then you guys at the end of the product, if you will. Uh, we got to do something different. We got to do it better. And and then uh, last, we'll talk about some structural systems that we still want to break down uh, that, that are hindering even that. So, you know, I'll throw it back at the commander. You know, just, uh, you know, I, I think I looked you in the eye and say, we got to do something and you're the man. So go for it. All all opportunities are, are available. What do you need? What do you need for resources? What do you need for money? What do you need? And um, before I know it, you guys are out literally kidnapping, looks like, in the mall, people, <laughs> and having them sign up for the test. And, and it did phenomenal with increasing our numbers of people taking the test. So I want to share just a little about your philosophy there and, and how these guys jumped in with you. So, so what we did, and again, when you, when you challenged me with, you know, to diversify the sheriff's office, you know, I, I took that challenge, you know, wholeheartedly and, and seriously and took it back to, to my team and said, this is what we need to do. You know, things that we've done in the past, you know, we know that they don't work. Mm-hmm. So why are we going to continue to do those things? And, you know, and expected that we're going to have some type of different result. So we didn't. So I went back to them. I said, listen, let's brainstorm. Let's get some ideas. How are we going to get people interested, you know, to adapt, uh, especially minorities interested in, in coming to work for the sheriff's office? And nothing was off the table. Um, and and it, again, and I took that to them and, and we changed the philosophy of how we recruit. Um, and we said this many times, you know, but not on this podcast that that, you know, we need to recruit just like, you know, athletes recruit, you know, how college coaches recruit. You know, they don't sit back and wait and see who applies to the school and then try to pick, you know, a tall guy. Oh, that guy's tall. Let's get him on the basketball <laughs> team. You know, we don't do that. Right. Um, and we were doing the same thing as well. We were looking to see, okay, wow, we had so many minorities apply this time. Let's try to get them through the process. You no, know, we need to go out and grab those folks yeah. just like a, a coach would do and recruit. And, and, and again, you know, Deputy Rogers and Deputy Kenny have done a great thing. Um, I'll have Deputy Rogers speak about, you know, the mall events that that uh, they came up with the idea, oh, let's go out and find folks. I said, where are we going to find large groups of people and where we can, like you said, Sheriff, we can kidnap them and <laughs> talk to them about the sheriff's office. And, uh, and one of the ideas that, that was great that they came up with was the event at the mall. So we got really lucky when we started doing the mall events. Uh, we were doing it during the holiday season, so we had a lot of people shopping at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. We got together a recruitment team, and we actually sent probably about eight people out into the mall and start talking to different uh, people that were shopping, uh, focusing on minorities, focusing on uh, somebody who 
looked interested in us, would stop, you know, stare, find out what we're doing, and we would actually get them to sign up for the test right there. Yeah, and using technology, you were able to sign people up there, uh, which is pretty cool. Instead of giving them a card or something, then they go home and throw that on the counter like everything else and, and forget about us. Uh, yeah, and, and I went out to the mall and watched them. You guys were active. You know, we talked about the table of hope, you know, where we go and recruit. We put out a table with a nice tablecloth, MCSO, and we hope people come to the table. We hope they're a minority. We hope they can pass the physical agility. The whole system was based on hope uh, as opposed to you guys actually created overt, proactive things to do just to increase numbers of people taking the test, which is the first step. Uh, let alone make it a feel like in a welcoming environment. I think that's what I've seen too. That those folks that went out to the mall with you, the other deputies, uh, the recruitment team. You yes. know, you formed a recruitment team of volunteers, people yes. that wanted to help the professionals. You two, and recruiting for this organization. I think that's a great paradigm change in the whole philosophy. Absolutely, too. and we interviewed them as well. So mm-hmm. we wanted to know and make sure that you know they understood what our mission was and what we were out there to do. You know, they weren't just you know looking to you know get off of their the job that they were doing for that right. day and, and if they were working in a jail on a Saturday to, to, to get out of the jail and, and just go in the mall. So we really interviewed folks and got folks that were passionate about what we were trying to do. And it showed um, in the folks that were out there at the mall, you know, again, kidnapping folks. Um, right. They, you know, there were some folks that surprised me that I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't really think that this person, you know, really had their heart was in it. And man, they would bring back numbers and, and bring back people. And every time you turn around, they'd have another person right. signing up for the test. And uh, Debbie Kenny did a great job setting up the the laptops and made sure that we had the uh, technology, the technology to, go with, it, yeah. to go with it inside a mall. That right? was inside of a mall. Yeah. So we had these laptops that you know that had you know Wi-Fi in them, and, and we were right there, as you said, signing them up for the test right there. You know, people had money. Right. They were in the mall to shop. Right, good point. So it was a, you know a twenty five dollar <laughs> fee. They were there shopping, so they they had money, and, and they did, and it was you know, it was a great turnout. Yeah, and, and for folks that don't know, the hiring process for a civil service job is the civil service exam, which I totally disagree with. That that should be the key to you know the only key to the door because you have to score high enough on that exam to even be looked at. You could have a PhD, a military veteran with combat tours. You could have a, a psychological degree. You can have an IT degree. If you don't score high enough on a simple test, right, we're never even going to look at you. Uh, but the other end of that equation is the more people we have to take a test, the greater ratio, the greater opportunity we have to hit you know, some of the marks that we're trying to hit. Uh, so the more people taking the test, the better. We get a better pool, right? So so we'll talk about that structural thing later on in civil service, fixing that. But uh, you guys did a phenomenal job. We talked about diversification. That's not the only reason we recruit, but it was definitely one of our goals, right? Uh, and I keep on telling the fish story. Every time I tell the story, <laughs> the, the number you guys had signed up goes by 10% up. How many How many additional folks did you have sign up that, that were minorities? So there? minorities, do you remember those numbers, Todd? I don't have mine. I'll go yeah, at 55%. I, have 55%. Yeah. I knew what it was. I just tried. <laughs> Todd's trying to be quiet over here, but I do remember it as well. But uh, yeah, well, so we increased the, the minorities that, that actually signed up to take the test by 55%, which, and again, if we were, if we had a 10 or 20% increase, we would have taken that as a win. Right. Um, but 55% that uh, that actually signed up to, to take the test was was amazing. That, that number's dumbfounded. Yes. That's, that's incredible. That's work. And yeah, and they uh, again they did a great job, and and the whole idea behind that was also to a, to uh, address people that that had never thought about a career in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. We wanted to get people that that you know maybe not the the normal. We we get the the people that we get. We know who they are. They're coming. They're interested in law enforcement. We wanted to reach out and say, hey, have you ever considered right. a career in law enforcement? And 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 to their to their credit, there's one young lady that's in the academy right now that 
told our recruiters that, no, I never considered a career in law enforcement until you guys addressed me right now. And, you know, to this day, she's in the academy. That's awesome. So that's what we want to do. We want to continue that type of effort and continue that type of motivation to, to grabbing people in and letting them know that, you know, especially the Monroe County Sheriff's Office is all inclusive and, and we're looking for everyone. Yeah. And if you think about the uh, the ability we have to bring people into the sheriff's office at law enforcement, regular law enforcement agents doesn't have. We get the Monroe County Jail where you can get hired at 19 years old, become a corrections officer, a peace officer in New York State and begin your civil service unionized retirement job at, at that young age. You know, and, and there we're competing with here in Rochester. The, the Rochester Fire Department's had a phenomenal program at East High School plucking kids right out of high school sure. and putting them in these jobs. And yet as a police officer in, in New York State, you got to wait to be 21. So we lose all those great candidates. Yeah. Uh, so now, you know, looking at how we can use the jail to our advantage and hire people young and get them hooked on the system. You know, Deputy Rogers said it. You know, Todd's obviously in there uh, in the jail. Those are great, great jobs. You know, or maybe a stepping stone towards a road patrol or civil bureau or whatever it looks like. But we, that's our next mission, you know. Is, and maybe we can break it down to have one test and yeah. just become a law enforcement officer. And, and then we hire you and put you where we need you. I would like to do something like the the fire department does because mm-hmm. when I saw their last you know graduation class and, and the numbers that they have of minorities that were that were graduating that were going to be firefighters, you know I said, man, why can't we do that? And, right. I, and I think that's something that that we're going to work on and, and, and building these relationships with city school districts and mm-hmm. uh, you know other other schools just so that, that we can have those numbers and building that program that you know the same way as you said we can start at 19. So just you know they can start in a program and then when they graduate you know, but be within a year of, of getting a job. I think that that would be great. Yeah. And, and we're going to lose a lot. And then the other side of it, you know, we're always looking for a 35 year old. Yeah. We can hire as a police officer up to 35 or a couple more years. If you had active duty military, you know, we're looking at some, bringing some seasoned people, if you will, into, you know, that, that aren't young and, and have life experience and have worked other jobs and, and would really appreciate this type of work for being a variety of, of work, but also steady jobs. So it, a lot of people are looking for right now. So, it's I think hard. that's what some people miss out on as well is they don't realize that the jail bureau you can go past thirty five. Right. In the court bureau, you can, we have you know a gentleman in the academy in the court right now, sixty one years old. That's awesome. So you can go past that thirty five. And that, those are some of the things that we're finding out. The more that we're into the community, talking to folks, and we address people. And if we have a jail test, we're addressing everyone. Right. And they're like, "Oh, I'm too old to work." And well, how old are you? I'm forty. Oh, well, you're, you're not good. too old. Yeah. You know, have you ever considered it? Well, I thought about it until I, you know got 40 then i don't oh, know you can still work in the jail I mean, and like you said he's got that experience right probably maybe raised a couple kids yeah yeah <laughs> you know had a couple jobs <laughs> he knows how to talk to people talk, knows how to talk to people <laughs> right. absolutely so deputy rogers if uh if you were sitting with the sheriff oh look you are and uh <laughs> and he says he asked you the question what, what would be your if we could give you anything in recruitment right now if you guys sit around brainstorming we challenge you and you, you've tried some things and some things work some things don't and so you're going through this experience what are we missing what what, what is the the thing that we should be doing different, what is the thing that you need? Uh, I think one, we need more people on the team. Mm-hmm. It's hard sometimes with just myself and Todd. Uh, we do have the recruitment team, but this year it's been a little bit slower because of COVID. But when we have a lot of events going on, we could use another full-time person in there. Um, the other thing is is more marketing. Um, somebody do marketing for us, so Todd and I, did all the marketing for the jail, the road, and the court test that we've given recently. Luckily, we had a college student who helped us, but he has now moved on, and we would need somebody who actually can market 
us more. Would that be Mateo? It was. It yeah. is Mateo, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the kid was phenomenal. He was he? phenomenal. He was phenomenal. I hope he's listening because he is phenomenal. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, we, we recognize that. We need that as a sheriff's office as a whole. Uh, you got a brand. You know, you got to brand the organization, brand it to, for people wanting to join, especially in this world that we're living in right now. Brand law enforcement, brand you know uh, inclusivity you know mm-hmm. uh, of an organization brand the 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 fun of the job brand i'll say it again civil service unionized health insurance for the rest of your life right retirement jobs are just not out there and plentiful these are good jobs these yeah. are these are good employments i think yeah you want to ask todd that same question i would say um maybe um, perhaps a partnership with somebody else since i've been up there we started doing regular uh prep classes mm-hmm. so we do uh preparatory classes for the written exam as well as the physical agility, but uh, actually we have a meeting next week with Robert Poles. Well, I'm oh sure yeah, you yeah, know. Junior, yeah, great and guy. He's getting uh, he's getting a program underway, so we're going to see what that's all about. Um, like you say, it starts with a civil service test. Our job is to get people in the seats, but if they can't pass it, then we can't get to them. Right. Yeah, and that's the the next thing I really uh, and we're working through uh, MCATCP. We're working through the race commission. We're working through all these things that are about diversity and structural racism here in Winnow County as a general. Uh, and one of the things that we've been really trying to push is the civil service process. Uh, you know, we all believe there should be a, a, an objective process, so it's not the good old boy network of bringing people into all, these great jobs. But also, uh, it was designed, you know, to prevent that. But if you're not lucky enough to score in the top three bands uh, of some test, it's just general knowledge. It has nothing to predict if you're going to be a good cop. It has nothing to predict that you volunteered before in your in your in your life. It has nothing to predict that you have character. You know. Uh, all the things we're looking for, I, I, I say, I'm, I'm just looking for two things when I recruit someone. I'm looking for work ethic and character, right? I, I can train the rest. I can't train those, but that test gives me none of those. You know, work ethic and character aren't even measured on those. So how can we get an objective test but also give a count and a credibility for things that we need inside an organization? We keep on saying the word diversity. That's one of them. But how about uh, an IT background, right? You, we're talking about you taking computers out to Robert's Wesley, and everything I do right now has a computer involved in, uh, if you're in a patrol car, if you're booking someone. Uh, what about a psychology background? I mean, everything we're dealing with and, and the number of uh, mental health arrests that we're making and things like that. Uh, give me something I, I want. Give me something I desire when I'm building the team, like the commander said. Uh, that's, you know, no NFL team recruits like this. Like, I just hope I get enough linebackers. I hope I get enough wide receivers. No, you go out and pick the players you need. Uh, but that test does not allow us to do that by any means. And I think that goes back also um, when the question, when you you asked about, you know, what do we need? You know, we're sitting down with the sheriff. And that's what I would like to do eventually with the recruitment unit is to be able to you know, to me, a, a crew, recruitment is an action word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Deputy Kenny and Deputy Roger spend a lot of the day answering the phone, answering questions, setting up appointments right. for folks to take the physical agility, to take the psych. You know, that should be that's clerical work yeah. that that yeah. really they should be out in the field, you know, every day recruiting. You know, you for a, a military recruiter, you go by his office most of the time. They will be back at such and such a time. Yeah. They're out in the schools. They're out, you know, knocking on doors. That's what I I would ev- envision the recruitment unit to be for those guys just to never be there. We'll get, catch them on their cell phone, and there's someone in the office, you know, a clerical or, or a clerk or whatnot, answering the phone, setting right. those appointments, and they're out, you know, doing those things. Man, I left that subject about five minutes ago, but he brought that oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I need staff service. You asked me. You asked me. I was waiting for my I left turn. that subject five minutes. Like I, I intentionally went on. Damn, that question's costing me a lot ask, of money. We didn't, ask for, we didn't ask for more money yet. It's not budget time. We will, though. It's not budget time. Absolutely. And, and we're here to support. You know, it's 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 going to get tougher and tougher, you know, to recruit into, into law enforcement. 
Uh, and there's a lot of competition out there for, for people nowadays, and, and the workforce seems to be shrinking right around us. Uh, so those are all good answers. I'll accept all three as, as, as halfway decent answers. Halfway decent. Halfway decent. <laughs> can we can we talk to, to Deputy Kenny in particular about you know his passion? You know he he does a really great job not only in recruitment but as far as with you know physical fitness. You know he was actually a winner of the uh, first responder spotlight. Um, I believe it was Channel Eight. Yes, Channel right. 8, where they spotlight uh, first responders for things that they do above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And he spends a lot of time, you know, even his own time to to, you know, train our you know, recruits, not even just recruits that are in the academy, you know, folks that are wanting to, right. to get into law enforcement. You know, he created a prep class for folks that are just taking the test. He even takes our trainees around here that are, are working on the job, the institutional helpers, the trainees and That's the great. and the uh, interns. And to get them ready for because the physical fitness portion is a big portion that we lose a lot of people yeah. in when you talk about recruitment and training. So I just want to have him talk about some of the things that he does, you know, with that. Well, um, actually, the sheriff was one of the instructors in my my PT school 15 years ago. 15 years. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> 15 years ago. That's um, and the way I look at it is uh, physical fitness is part of the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a job requirement. Um, there's lots of unknowns. You know, if there's a code going off in the jail, uh, we're not taking elevators. We're running up the stairs, and you have to be able to prepare when you get there. I mean, nine times out of ten. Uh, you can squash things with words, but if you can't, you got to perform CPR, or if you have to go hands-on with somebody, you have to be able to, right. to be prepared. And that's what I try to stress with the recruits. Um, and when we asked, Jess and I asked if we could get these uh, institutional helpers and trainees out there, we we're happy that he said yes, because yeah. as you know, we have, what, four institutional helpers in this recruit class, so those two programs really great work. great stepping stone. Yeah. It's a great thing that we can use. So fitness, let's not lose that. That's a great, you know, I look at the whole hiring process. We, we do the entrance exam. We talked about that's the key to the door, and we're not too crazy about the, the system, but that's what we got right now. And then becomes a, then comes the physical agility, right? And we're losing sometimes 50% of the people that walk through the door to take the physical agility. They scored high enough in the civil service, so they can't do the push-up, sit-up, mile-and-a-half run. And I always say that's the only thing you have total control over. I don't know what's going to be on the civil service test. My history is my history, so the background is going to be what the background is. Uh, but the only thing I could totally prep for and make sure I'm going to get a passing grade is the push-up, sit-up, smile-and-half run. And, and still to this day, so many people walk in there with these great jobs in front of them. They scored on that civil service test high enough to be looked at, and they fail one of those three events. It's it's absolutely dumbfounding. So the preparatory classes are huge to let people know what, what a push-up is, what a sit-up is, let alone if they could do enough. And right. sometimes they don't understand, you know, exactly that you have to keep your hands interlocked behind your head, right. you know, how far so, down you have to go down, you know, on a push up and giving them that preparatory class and allowing them to come in and take the test and mm-hmm. see where they are. You know, it's not, you know, you know, pass, fail, just come down. If you can only do two push ups right now, we're, we're fine with that. Yep. Now, you know what you have to, to work up to. And, and again, Deputy, you know, Kenny has done a great job with with that preparatory class. And also, I know, Sheriff, that you're, you know, you're you know, a big on, you know, maintaining physical fitness. Right. And, uh, and he's we're working with and I know that uh, we're still it's in the works as far as you know some type of physical fitness program for you know retention you know with deputies that are on the job deputy Kenny talked about you know the fact that you know you can go from zero to a hundred whereas you're you're sitting in your car you're sitting on the floor in the jail and all of a sudden something goes off and you know your heart rate just spikes up Um, so you know we definitely need to be you know in some type of you know 
physical fitness or physical shape to be able to to deal with that you know that's going on inside of your body and uh deputy kenny's been a, a large part about you know helping put together you know some type of you know testing and whatnot you know when we get to that point as far as for deputies and some type of physical fitness award for for deputies that are on the job to give them some type of motivation to continue their physical fitness yeah it's it's absolutely essential that we do that number one killer a law enforcement officer is anyway Heart attack, yeah. right? Coronary heart disease. Number one killer of cops, no matter what your field is, correction, number one is coronary heart disease. And this job is stressful. You know, you go from zero to, you know, all the way up and probably had four cups of coffee and a couple of donuts and all of a sudden you're in the fight of your life. Yeah. That's not good for the heart, let alone our, our stress that we live in and, and our eating habits and our sleeping habits uh, that, that plays well into coronary heart disease. Uh, so the more we could do for these guys and gals while they're working on the job, let alone recovery from injuries, if you get injured, prevention of injuries, Police officers that are more fit. Studies have shown use less force. Uh, you know the appearance. There, it's all. You know, fitness is, is is a no-brainer in my world. And and yeah, so we're trying to develop the case. Uh, you know, the things that we can do to keep people motivated. I would love. I'll say right here on the air. I would mm-hmm. love to maintain recruit standards through the whole career. You know, I, I, you know. I think of a firefighter. I know Sergeant Baton, the man behind the mixer today, is a firefighter. You know, if he's a paid firefighter and he can't do his job function, like climb a, a ladder and get my family out of a second-floor window that's the first floor is on fire because that's what I expect him to be able to do, then why would I pay him? You know, so same thing here. Not only do I want to save the officers and the coronary heart disease and the deputies, right, and, and let them enjoy their retirement forever and ever and ever, as long as possible, uh, as most law enforcement officers die, what, five years after retirement? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, five years. Think about that number. I'd rather have them 20 years and enjoy that retirement they earned so hard. So for many reasons, I think fitness is absolutely important, let alone there's a job function we have to be able to do, yet there's no law allowing us to have people maintain standards after they leave the academy. And people are surprised by that sometimes. Yeah. I have a question since, you know, I have them two here at the table. Um, Right now, you know, we talk about recruitment and and things are being changed as far as COVID. Like, what are we doing right now as far as because we have to adjust this COVID may be the new normal for us. You know, we may not be able to assemble uh, as we did before and go to all the festivals and things that we've gone to in the past. Is there a new normal? I mean, what are we doing now as far as uh, trying to, to recruit and maintain uh, you know, the level of, uh, you know, we gave some great numbers to the sheriff last year with the 55% increase. What are we doing to be able to, to, to maintain that or, do even, or do even better? So right now uh, I have a few Zoom meetings uh, scheduled for some of the local colleges because we're not able to get in there and um, do our recruiting. The next test is going to be for the jail. So we'll probably be advertising that in November so we scheduled the Zoom meetings for November so we can at least get out to the college students. But we also are always trying to um, push stuff out through social media, reach out to different people. We have a lot of people who contact us that way. Um, hopefully we can get some new videos that always are drawing attention to us. So social media was big? Social media was awesome last year for us. Okay. So, so that was going to be like our, our, our push right now is to, to get it out there. And a lot of the folks that we're trying to reach and address are on social media. Um, so, you know, again, gone are the days where you can just throw a billboard up and get, you know, yeah, 2,000 yeah. people to show up for the test. Right. You know, now billboards are, you know, in everyone's back pocket now you know, <laughs> on, their, on their phones. So, so I, I agree with that. So thank you. So we're plugging the Monroe County Sheriff's Office recruitment unit. How do we get in contact with your fine folks? What are the, what are the ways to get information about civil service testing dates and, and uh, talk to you fine recruiters if I have a question? or what, Here's we a chance to plug yourself, by the way. Phone numbers, websites, Twitter pages. Uh, so our 
we're on Instagram and on Facebook, and we're uh, MCSO Recruitment. We do get a lot of messages through there. Um, we're also on the county webpage, mineralcounty.gov, and it gives our phone numbers. Um, our main phone number is 753-4705 um, to contact the recruitment office. So What's that number again? 753-4705. They say you got to say it seven times, so I'm just going to keep on asking. <laughs> <laughs> got to hear it seven times. It's got to change. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we're just going to slip up sooner or later. That was well, we quiz. do have a couple numbers, but yeah, that's the main numbers. one. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And, and you go on that Facebook page. You guys were very, very active on the Facebook page during that last recruitment and Mateo's yes. videos, and these Mate- are professionally done, encouraging. Yes. Come on. And so they're still there. Go take a look at that yes. Facebook page. It has a lot of good information on it. One thing we got with the Facebook is um, when we were making our uh, advertisements, basically in our flyers, uh, we did put um, a diverse group of deputies in them. We The first set that we did, people actually thought that they were models and that they didn't realize that they were truly our deputies wow. that were working yeah. in the jail. It was not me. The nice thing is I saw all the comments on what people are commenting on these pictures, and they did realize that we were trying to diversify the department. They could see through these pictures. That's what we were trying to reach, and they did comment on it. Well, guys, we're uh, just coming at a time where we wrap this show up. I don't know if uh, Commander had anything else he wants to bring up before I do the no Miranda zone. No, no, I'm fine. I just want to say thank you to to Deputy Kenny and Deputy Rogers for the job that they do because you know it is a very large job that that they accomplish and, and what they do to uh, to make sure that uh, we're successful as a team. And you wouldn't realize that it was only two of them right. in the recruitment unit to get it done. So I would just like to say publicly that I that I thank you guys for the work that you do. Yeah, Thank 1,200 you, employees. It's, it's hard to keep those seats filled. You, sure. know, you know, this is a dynamic world where people get to retire out of these jobs, and we can't can't have empty seats. You know, someone's going to answer the 911 call. Someone's going to be in the jail. Someone's going to be at the court bureau securing the judges right now. And, and the sheriff just said he's going to get you four more people in recruitment. Four more so. people and, and staff help, <laughs> yeah. I heard, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. thank you for that. Now you just sent the No Miranda Zone, oh, so here's man. what I get even. So I No Miranda Zone, if you listen to Behind the Badge in the past, you know that uh, Miranda is, is the warnings that we give to so many other right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you. Uh, this is the No Miranda Zone, so you don't have a right to remain silent, and we're going to use it against you, just like the videos we were talking about earlier uh, by one of our other staff members. I might have a cute video walking around right now there. Everybody's <laughs> captioning. Uh, so just throw out questions. That we'll do a little banter here. You guys, it's a quick answer, Todd, so no, no thinking, right? So right. <laughs> no thinking. Just answer the question. Uh, who's your favorite athlete or was your favorite athlete? Michael Jordan. Yeah, good one. Good one. Jess? I have no idea. <laughs> Not a sports fan? No, not at all. No? Favorite sitcom, then? I, uh, What's your favorite sitcom? Friends. Friends? I can understand that. Who's your favorite character on Friends? Uh, Monica, I would say. Yeah. Most of my friends <laughs> actually <laughs> used to refer to me as Monica. As Monica? <laughs> yes. Todd, favorite sitcom? Uh, I'm going Big Bang Theory and he's Shelton. No? no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just got started binge-watching it. Yeah. I just literally got into it about a month and a half ago. It's funny. Yeah. Good show. And obviously uh, related to police work, but not yeah. related to police work. The stuff <laughs> they do on there. Uh, yeah, when you grew up, what do you want to be, Todd? Um, I got into this game late, uh, yeah. actually, uh, like like some of the people the commander was talking about. I always had buddies that were telling me to you know, take the test, take the test, take the test, and I figured out that they were telling me that for a reason, you know. Right. So, um, 
until law enforcement. I had, you know, just jobs. Now right. I have a career. That's awesome. Sounds like a good pitch for a recruiter. Right yeah, now. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> Jessica, what do you want to I be? I actually when you always wanted to be a police officer. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. So I think the more people told me you can't do it, you're a female, you're small, the more I was like, I can and watch yeah. me. So. Yeah, I love your attitude. Yeah, <laughs> I like when they take on the the little ladies, right? Yeah, like oh, a little lady in the uniform. Yeah, watch. Yeah, don't do that. Watch. Yeah, don't do that. Trust me, don't do that. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of it's attitude, right? <laughs> yeah. Let alone the bad belt. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, we'll finish up with one more favorite candy bar. Yeah, Definitely I know not the Heath Bar. <laughs> <laughs> Some people at this table are well, fans well, of the Heath Bar. Oh, really? How can, Commander? You How can you go wrong with a Heath Bar? I don't even know what it tastes like. What is a Heath Bar? Isn't that toffee. Like it's like chocolate toffee. toffee. It's toffee. It's I don't know anybody eats toffee. Yeah. you got to be over 70. But <laughs> I, start, I started early, though. <laughs> the Heath Bar. <laughs> Jess, I'm afraid to ask you, unless you want to go back to the Heath Bar, it would be a good answer right now. Uh, Reese's Bean Park. Huh? There you go. Yeah. Nothing to say. That's classic. That's classic. So it's the Heath Bar, apparently. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's we like have Werther's. You know those Werther's originals, those candies? I don't know. How do you spell toffee? <laughs> <laughs> Coffee with a T. Coffee with a T. There you go. Well, folks, it's been great to share a little bit of behind the badge with the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, our recruitment unit, Commander Jansen McNair, Jessica Todd. Thanks for joining us. And uh, hopefully we get some plugs out there to get you some more uh, people knocking on your door because we'd love to have as many people, great employees in this organization as possible. So uh, until next week, folks, thanks for joining us. And we'll, we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of MCSO Behind the Badge. In between episodes, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Monroe Sheriff NY. Until next week, be safe.